On the resurrection morning when all the dead in Christ shall rise, I'll have a new body, praise the Lord, I'll have a new life, eternal soul, in weakness raised in power, ready to live in paradise. I'll have a new body, praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. I'll have a new home Glory, glory With the redeemed Never of God understand There'll be no more sorrow No, no more pain There'll be no more strife Yes, raising the likeness In of his likeness Ready to live I'll be glad I'll have a new body Praise the Lord I'll have a new life Eternal Free Imperfection, youthful and happy, I shall be. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Glorified with Him forever, death will be lost in victory. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. I'll have a new home. Glory, glory, with the redeemed stand. No more pain, there'll be no more strife Yes, raising the likeness of his likeness Ready to live, I'll be glad I'll have a new body Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life Eternal One hallelujah morning When the last trump of God shall sound Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life, eternal grace, all bursting saints are shouting heavenly beauty all around. I'll have a new body, praise the Lord, I'll have a new life, oh yes, I'll have a new home, glory, glory, glory. with the reading of God to stand. No more pain, there'll be no more strife. Yes, raising the likeness of Christ, likeness. ready to live. I'll be glad. I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be. This is your host, Bruce Kessler. Welcome to the Passion for Christ show. So glad to have you, friend. Hey. I just want to let you know that I'm part of the greatest movement ever, a follower of Jesus Christ, because you see in him, I'll find forgiveness, joy, peace, happiness. I am blessed beyond measure, more than I ever could deserve, folks. My goal here is very simple. That is to encourage you, friend, along the way, help you find your passion and life in Jesus Christ. Upcoming in our study segment, we're going to be talking about that one important verse. But before we get into that, a couple of things along the way. First, headline news. Get this. Get this, folks. A South Carolina man in hospice care was granted his final wish last month when he was baptized in a 60-gallon hospital tub to the shouts of hallelujah and amen. Amen, folks. James Grindstaff, a cancer patient with only a few days left on earth, was 
and in a hospice care when he grew a desire to be baptized before he died. He said, I always loved Jesus, but he said he wanted to be immersed. Due to his medical issues, he couldn't be Lord in a traditional baptismal, and he couldn't be baptized in a traditional tub because he wouldn't be able to get back up. Thus, a local hospital and a chaplain came up with an alternative plan. They baptized grind staff in a specially designed 60-gallon hospital tub that would permit him to walk in and sit down before it was filled. The rest of his family, his brothers and sisters, all had been baptized, said his son Craig. And uh, so he said, I was just reading the Bible, never been baptized, wanting to show that I believed more than anything else. He had been an air traffic controller for 25 years and served in the military. Amen. The shouts cried as he was lowered in the tub. Hallelujah. He hopes his baptism impacts others. It's already been viewed, his video of his baptism, 200,000 times. He said, if I reach one person, that's a great deal. Amen, folks. Dying man baptized in hospice care. I've always loved Jesus, he said. Amen, folks. Amen. Well, now get this. To get this, folks. Just get this. A new study showing the United States has the world's highest rate of children living in single-parent household is being called a national tragedy. The Pew Research study of 130 countries and territories shows that 23% of U.S. children under the age of 18 live with one parent and no other adults. More than three times the global average of 7%. Glenn Stanton, Director of Family Formation Studies at the Focus in the Family, called the data disturbing. Sadly, he said, it's largely those in the lower half of the socioeconomic scale that live in single-parent homes have babies outside of wedlock. Those numbers are growing dramatically for the high school educated and declining for those with college and advanced degrees. This means that the kinds of families they are forming will serve to trap them in the underclass, making it nearly impossible to climb the higher social rungs. This has long been a tragedy. There you go, folks. Sad, sad indeed. A national tragedy. U.S. leads world in single-parent homes. Pew finds, folks, we can, we can do better. I, I just believe. I, I, we just, as a church family, we need to, we need to stress our relationships and homes and families and reach out to those who are not as economically well off as we are. We can do better. Don't you agree? We can do so much better. Well, now get this. Get this. Social media often is a source of division. But two days after Christmas, it allowed a football legend to write an overlooked 30-year wrong. The incident began when the NFL's Seattle Seahawks 
announced that former player Brian Bosworth, who played for the team for two seasons in 1980s prior to a career-ending injury, would be raising the Seahawks' 12th man flag in a traditional pregame ceremony. That sparked a little pushback from several fans who remembered Bosworth as a controversial self-centered player. If you remember, Bosworth was an All-American linebacker at the University of Oklahoma, was drafted in the first round, but made it clear he didn't want to play for the Seahawks. Still, he eventually signed for the organization. One of the ladies that responded in the social network said this, I was a young Mother working a job in retail when Boz was playing for Seattle. He came through my checkout line one day and was extremely rude. He actually said, do you know who I am? I didn't at the time, but I will never forget how he made me feel. I am not a fan. Bosworth saw her tweet and quickly responded, telling her he had changed. Listen to how, what he said. He says, so sorry that our interaction was unpleasant when I was young. Back then, I tended to be all about me and nothing about him. Standing alone is being in darkness. Being close to him, life is very bright and full of grace. So our next interaction will be much, much brighter. She responded by saying, thank you, Brian, for taking the time to apologize. It means a lot to me. My dad, Pastor Red, was right about you changing, and I can't wait to call him and tell him about this. I am so sorry for my harsh words. He had earlier said that his father's death sparked his search for meaning and purpose in life. I had my grandmother who was very faithful to the relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, when you're a kid, you don't understand the impact of how that's going to resonate for the rest of your life. All my choices were keeping me from human love and from my father's love. The only way I'm going to fix that is if I decide to break the chains and get on my knees and finally say I can't do this by myself and I can't do it without you. Amen, folks. Amen. Former NFL player. Brian Bosworth apologizes for rudeness toward cashier after 30 years, says God changed his attitude. Amen, folks, how powerful God is, and he can change our lives. Amen, and that's our headline news for this broadcast. Now, this day in church history. In 705, death of Pope John VI. A Greek by birth, he would be remembered for his intervention in a squabble between St. Wilford of York and the See of Canterbury. In 1817, on this day, Death in New Haven, Connecticut of Timothy Dwight, president of Yale, a powerful advocate of sound doctrine. His hymn writer, as a hymn writer, he had penned, I love thy kingdom, Lord. 
And finally, on this day in church history, in 1869, at the Springfield Baptist Church in Augusta, Georgia, Reverend Kelly Lowe organizes the first African-American Sunday school. There you go, folks, in Augusta, Georgia. And that's this day in church history. And now we have named that Bible character segment. We have a lot of fun here, folks. I hope you do too. I am the book from which comes the phrase, Can a leopard change his spots? What book am I? Here's your clue one more time. I am the book from which comes the phrase, Can a leopard change his spots? What book am I? We will reveal the answer to this clue following our study segment. So stay tuned, folks, for that exciting reveal in our final segment of Name That Bible Character. And now, folks, we have our study for this broadcast. I'm so thankful that we take the time to do this in this broadcast. And I hope it's a challenge and a and a and a very powerful moment for you too as we turn to God's Word. And I've entitled this One Important Verse because it's a verse that we have a tendency to overlook and, and not say a lot about through the whole year. And I know you're wondering what verse is that. But before we get to that point, let's say a quick prayer. Okay, our Heavenly Father, we're so very thankful for this special broadcast and the fact that we can uh, uh, air your word and discuss it over the uh, Internet and how powerful that is. And we need to be reminded of how powerful you are in our lives. And we pray that you'll help us to have open hearts and open minds today as we study in this broadcast. Well, I hope you have a hot cup of coffee, and I hope that uh, whatever hot drink that you like, cold drink, it doesn't matter. Just join right in as we discuss God's important word. Well, as I told you earlier, one important verse, and that verse is found in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. How powerful that is. And how often do we neglect this one verse and all of its meaning. There are several things that this verse teaches that are really foundational to our understanding of the uh, really the overall message of God's powerful scripture and the, his holy word that we have today. Now just think of those words in the beginning. The beginning of creation. The first words in scripture are the beginning. Just like we're beginning a new year. This is a reminder of this verse in Genesis chapter 1. That it's a beginning of creation. Humankind, we can look back now as we read this and understand. Here was the point. Here was the beginning. Now we don't know the exact minute 
seconds that it actually was begun, but it emphasizes here the fact of creation by God. The beginning sets the stage for the rest of everything else that will follow. The rest of the conclusion of his creation. The rest of the biblical history and story. So you have that in the beginning. And then you have God. In the beginning, God. Isn't that powerful, folks? A reminder that he is all-knowing, all-powerful, personal God that spoke into existence his very power to create everything that exists. And throughout the Bible, it emphasizes that he is the creator of all things. Jeremiah 10, verse 16, for he is the maker of all things. Psalms chapter 90, verse 2 says, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. It says, in the beginning, God. There's no discussion about whether God exists. There's no argument, no preface. God is spoken as the creator. It's a simple fact. It's assumed and stated in all the books of the Bible. There was no attempt here to offer proof. There's no need for that because you see, God does exist. And we also learned uh, about the nature of God in this simple first verse of the Bible. And that is the noun translated God is plural, while the verb translated created is singular. And this plurality speaks of that nature of God is triunal, and the, or that it is trinity. The nature of one God, there are three persons, three players going on here. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are, King James Version says, the Holy Ghost. Three distinct persons are one God. Jesus, in fact, spoke of these three of the trinity. Matthew 28, verse 19, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. There is something else we learn about this first verse, and that is creation out of nothing. The word, Hebrew word, bara, B-A-R-A, implies there was no a previous existing matter when God created the universe. That verb bear is used for creating things out of nothing. And it's used three times in the Genesis account of creation and only the important things that God created. It is used in the creation of the heavens and the earth and the verse that we're talking about, verse 1, Genesis 1. Genesis 1, verse 21, of the sea creatures and the birds of the air and in humankind in chapter 1, verse 27. Notice this verse in Hebrews 11, verse 3. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things 
which are visible. So that makes it clear that God created the universe by his spoken word alone. And then, along with that, Jesus is said to have created all things and existed before all things. John 1 verse 3 says, All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. Amen. Colossians 1 verse 15 through 17 he, speaking of Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible, invisible, whether thrones or dominions, principalities, powers. All things were created through him for him. For he is above all things, and in him all things consist. So we have creation in stages that is simply it speaks of that original formation of the heavens and earth for it says here right in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth that's that initial stage that's not the finished product from god's creative hand in the beginning first stage of that work the heavens and the earth uh, you see we're not in there form that God intended for them to be and not yet populated the earth with vegetables or animals stars any of those things so these were stages to be completed later in their finished form notice the final phrase of this verse heavens and earth that defines everything, everything that exists. The Hebrews had no word for universe. And so this phrase denotes that all things that exist. Isaiah 44 verse 24 says, Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, and he who formed you from the womb, I am the Lord who makes all things, who stretches out the heavens all alone, who spreads above abroad the earth by myself i hope that you enjoyed this reminder of this verse one let that be a constant reminder of who god is the power of our god the work of the father son and the holy ghost that still is working today i hope this has been a great encouragement to you Always, always place your trust in this all-powerful God, and he will move you and change your life. And that's our study for this broadcast. Now we have the final conclusion to name that Bible character. Here was your clue. And the book from which comes the phrase, can a leopard change his spots? What book am I? Jeremiah. Jeremiah 13, 23. Can the Ethiopian change his skin or the leopard his spots? Then may you also do good that are accustomed to do evil. I am the book from which comes the phrase, Can a leopard change his spots? What book am I? Jeremiah, folks, and name that Bible character. Hey, folks, 
If you ever come through Norman, Oklahoma, I pray that you'll stop by and visit with us at South Canadian Valley Church of Christ. But if you can't stop by, well, stop by our website, normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com. Well, friend, I just want to say you too can be part of the greatest movement ever. Be a follower of Jesus Christ because in him and in him alone, you can find forgiveness, joy, peace, happiness, and be blessed beyond all measure. My goal here has been very simple. That is to encourage you along the way to help you find your passion in life in Jesus Christ. I just want to tell you this, friend. That is, thank you for listening to this broadcast. May God bless you. Do, 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 do. Kind of group Singing to the music of my Lord. I'm really singing joy to the Lord. Oh yes, I'm singing hallelujah, giving thanks to Jesus Christ, my awesome Lord. I'm really singing joy to the Lord. Do 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 do. Kind of group do be do 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 do. Kind of group do be do 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 do. Feeling kind of easy. Walking with my Lord now Jesus guides my life now Gives me strength and power Hallelujah, praise His holy name Oh yeah, I'm feeling kind of groovy And I'm singing to the music of my Lord I'm really singing Joy to the Lord. Oh, yes, I'm singing hallelujah, giving thanks to Jesus Christ, my awesome Lord. I'm really singing joy to the Lord. Oh, yeah, I'm feeling kind of groovy, and I'm singing to the music of my Lord. I'm really singing joy to the Lord. If you are tired and heavy burden, let me introduce you to the blessed Lord. I'm really singing Joy to the Lord, do, 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 do. feeling kind of groovy. Word of God is in you. Rolling down the road now, life is wonderful now. Feeling kind of groovy. Feeling kind of groovy. Feeling kind of easy. Feeling kind of, feeling kind of, feeling kind of easy. Feeling kind of groovy.